This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. High Fivers, uh, it, guess what? Yep, it's your boy High Five Tom. I mean, obviously it's my podcast, so it'd be weird if it wasn't me. Uh, but we are doing another Ring of Honor Revelry uh, watch along. But I'm not alone. Oh no, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first, I've got my very good friend, uh, pretty much the third member of our Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Revelry triumvirate, uh, Mr. Brundon. Brundon, how are you this evening? Doing great, man. Doing good. great. Welcome yeah. back. Like I said, I, I feel you. like I just talked to you. I feel like I just did too. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that happens. Yeah. Um, but we brought in some reinforcements. Uh, a couple people I've been wanting to get on for a long fucking time. Uh, first, uh, Mr. Jason C. Bell of uh, Band from Ringside and also the Phoenix Splash podcast, JCB. How, how the fuck are you this evening? I am doing fucking well, Tom. How the fuck are you? Well, now that I get to see you guys smiling, sexy faces, things are just a little bit better, so... But we did bring in some reinforcements. Ooh, Checks in the mail. Don't cash it before Thursday. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, our good friend, uh, Mr. Alex Azar, finally someone I've been wanting to get on. Uh, someone I've hung out with in person. Uh, also members of our uh, soon-to-be-on Patreon uh, text uh, text thread. So we got to figure out how we can monetize our, our text messages. But uh, Azar, how are you, my friend? Good. G1 season starts this weekend, so I am uh, 11 out of 10, six stars, very excited. Wow. Nice. Now, how many five-star match or four-star plus matches do you have so far this year? Ooh, I feel like I'm probably like half of wherever Brett's at, so let me pull this up. <laughs> Did Brett say 700 on the last podcast? I think, well, I think, he's, on, I think he's on pace for 700. Oh, okay. I'm at I'm at 168, so I'm I'm not marking marking out quite as hard as he is, but I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to to break down the fourth wall, we did kind of mention this before, but uh, JCB, Azar, and uh, Brett from the Brain Buster Boy show out to Brett are uh, on a very awesome text thread. So yeah, once we can figure out how to you know set up a Patreon to make some money off that shit, you know, we'll figure it out. That would actually be a good idea. Uh, yeah, I would think we would have to put uh, some sort of sticker on that, uh, explicit oh. or you know something along those lines. Just adults only. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> you know Brett gets a little upset, and you know I don't necessarily want to push the uh, the uh, CM Punk button unless we absolutely have to, because that's usually the one that's the one that sets him off nowadays. So yeah. Uh, I would definitely think we need a sticker for that before we do some crazy shit like that, for sure. 
But yeah, like you could do it so like how you could be part of the text message group, but they don't know like your actual number. And they can't actually text either. So that'd be just good. So there's kind of like a fly on the wall. You got to come up with tiers. (laughs) Yeah. You you get to read the group for a dollar. You get to be a part of it for three. Yeah. Oh, three. No, we need, it's got to be more cash (laughs) than that. Maybe per day. Three dollars you get a day. Talk about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, make a pay for it, man. We're talking five dollars, baby. You want to be on part of this check story? Come on now. I thought you meant three hundred. I was like, oh, that's what I'm talking about. So Oh damn, we ain't that good now. Shit. You talking Dave Melcher type shit. That's a that's a five thousand dollar idea, I think, if I ever heard one, so Hey, I'll, I'll take a hundred and just keep the rest. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we are. We will get to it eventually. But uh, so we're doing another. Uh, re- oh, this is from Glory by Honor. Hell yeah! Oh, shit, I didn't realize that. All right, but we are going to be reviewing eventually here. Um, Brian Danielson, obviously formerly known as Daniel Bryan. If you don't know that he goes by Brian Danielson by this point, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Uh, versus Kenta, which he was. Um, a day with Tommy, right in NXT. Yeah. Okay, that is correct. Did Picked he him of the damn parking lot? Yeah, no shit. That that <laughs> fucking NXT. Forgot park- about that. <laughs> that goddamn NXT parking lot. Jesus. I mean, the worst security of all time. Um, I listen. Do you guys have any? When did um Kenta go to NXT? Do you guys remember exactly? It was like was 2014 this? or 15. Jesus, that long ago? It was 14 because it was the same time as like Kevin Owens. I think it was 14. Yeah. Feels he came right, in yeah. at the same time as Owens and like a few other people. Sammy so, Zane was already there. Yeah. Um, Neville Finn, slash Pac yeah, was there. Yeah. Finn came in at the same class as that. There was like mm-hmm. four of them. I remember that were like huge names. And he never made the main roster, did he? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, unless he no, made like two hundred five live or something like that. I mean, is, is that even considered the main roster at, the, uh, at that point? You were I touring mean, with it. They were okay, on yeah. Raw at one point. They changed the ropes. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, <laughs> I don't think he ever made the main roster. I was going to say. I always thought, for whatever reason, he got hurt um, real early in his NXT career. Like his shoulder got banged up came back and he got hurt again and then it just it never really worked he was you know i hate to use the word injury prone but that's kind of the way it felt like his nxt run was it was always one injury after another after another and and then by the time he was healthy again his contract was up and then he was gone yeah because the only thing who was it uh that's where my hatred of riddick moss came from i believe it was him did a power slam on uh Kenta landed on his shoulder, and that was the start. So <laughs> now, when I when I woke up this morning, and I was looking forward to this podcast, Riddick Moss was not a name I thought I was going to be. No, 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 no. I was going to say Riddick Moss did not make the uh, 2023 bingo card tonight. No, no. money come. <laughs> yeah, because um, the only thing I really remember about Kenta was, or uh, Tommy, or today, uh, whatever, um, was when he jumped Chris Hero after a match. And like, you know, the whole crowd was like, oh my God, oh shit. And then, like, yeah, I think he got hurt, and then that was it. So, but I remember I, but I, uh, 
he hit a match with Alistair Black that was pretty tight. Ooh, yeah. Mm. God damn. I do remember that too. I was going to say that was, that was <laughs> another story for another time. But yeah, I do miss Alistair Black. I think that was a, a run in NXT that uh, would have, could have, should have run. But once again, another injury kind of derailed that. So it, it is what it is. It's a dangerous sport. That motherfucker I mean, wasn't dodged that me the too. one where like he ripped his nutsack at a house show or something? That sounds Ooh. familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't... It was a weird injury yes that no. threw him yeah. off. I want to say that's right, because it, it felt weird at the time when I heard about it. I was like, that doesn't even sound right. And he was gone for a hot minute. So I, I would almost say yes, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. How does one rip their nut? I don't want to know. You, no, ride a, yeah. you ride a bicycle with no seat on it. Ask well, a buddy no. of mine I went to high school with. <laughs> Was your buddy uh, one of the guys in Blink-182? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, I, I remember this kid in middle school. He used to tell people that he fucking was running through the woods naked and had a boner tripped and broke his dick. But I'm Whoa. like, dude, there's, there's, no, there's no bones in your dick. It's just, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I still get, I give that guy shit and it was 35 years ago, so. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's so many questions for that. <laughs> Why would you tell me that? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You can add that so you like could, the fifth yeah. or sixth question I had on the list. But yeah, you can add that on there. What the hell? So you could broadcast it on a podcast 35 yeah. years later. Yeah, no day. shit, so. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Well, if anyone knows Tom, you know, I'm a fucking whole grudges. So fuck you, Mr. Cito, cocksucker, guidance counselor man, so. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we're not gonna talk about Tom's middle school grudges or anything. But uh, um, yeah, do you guys have, so Brendan? Like, so obviously you're the Ring of Honor kind of expert. On, I shouldn't say kind of uh, expert on this. Do you have any run up or any background on this match at all? Or so I remember. This is pretty far into uh, Brian's reign, I believe. He's uh he's at least a year in. I, I'm pretty sure at this point. And Kenta was like the big fucking name that they would bring over at that point. Like him and Mar Fuji came over for final battle mm-hmm. one year. And it was like the biggest thing. Cause you know, at that time, like Japanese guys never came over, really never came over like Kobashi, Misawa, all those guys, they never made the States until the 2000s. So to start seeing some of these guys, you know, not named Muda was huge. The internet's blowing up at that point and you're able to see more stuff. Clips are showing and, Kenta Marfuji are just wowing everybody at that point. So this was a huge, huge match. So was Kenta, was he um, Noah or DDT? Right? I mean, he wasn't like he was, New Japan or All Japan, was he? He was All Japan originally. He trained in the All Japan Dojo. He got Kenta because Kenta Kobachi was his like senpai, his uh, mentor and everything. Right. So And then obviously he went over with Masawa to Noah. And uh, when that happened, because he, I mean, the way all Japan kind of was, he probably would have never gotten a, I mean, he would have gotten a chance, but not like a chance. You never hear about the amazing all Japan juniors division. Right. So when he went to, (laughs) yeah, he went to, he went to Noah, their featured juniors. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. He was a, he was a big deal there. Yeah. And Azar, are you familiar with Kent at all pre- like NXT or anything or around this time at all? I 
feel like I've seen more Noah Kenta than Ring of Honor Kenta. But I like for me, again, not, not really knowing a ton of the stories, but I've seen three or four of his matches against Nakajima from back then, some of the Marafuji ones, a few where he was tagging with Shibata that would have been a little before this, I think. And then I think there's a match that they did in the United States that was like Misawa versus Kenta. Mm. So I've seen that, but I've again a decent amount, but not a ton. Okay. Yeah, I'm going into this pretty much relatively blind. So I mean, obviously, I know the names and all the players and everything. So um, before CM Punk stole his move set too. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean <laughs> damn it, Jason! I just pointed. It took that long for it to get one of those. So no, man, somebody, um, had, somebody had to get called out for it. I mean, wow, that's crazy. I, mean, I fucking story. love CM Punk. Has, has, hashtag facts. However, <laughs> hashtag tell me when I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta say, tell me when he's telling lies. <laughs> um. That's great. Do we ever get CM Punk versus Kenta? I hope not. I kind of think so. we will. I just love seeing Kenta. Kenta was going, is going to hold out for the bag, and that's the reason why I think they didn't get it at Forbidden Door this year. Um, there, obviously, you know, there's a working relationship between AEW and New Japan. I just, I honestly just don't see it happening. It would it have to be a big stage. Wembley is the next big stage coming up, and that's all AEW. Um, from that point, we'd have to talk about another super card that would be coming up. I don't see one. Can't think of one that's any time this year, so then we'd be talking about Forbidden Door next year. No, no, no telling what's happening by this time next year, so if I had to say whether or not it would happen, I would probably say no. I feel like if they ran it, it would have been like if WWE ran Undertaker Sting when they actually had Sting. And it, yep. there's zero chance it would have ever lived up to the hype and would have left bad taste in people's mouth. Well, I mean... Mid-2000s, well, it would have been great. There is always a window. Yeah, yeah. and then you miss that window. At that point, you probably can't get it back to where you have the hype of uh, of these two guys really not liking each other. And like you said, uh, CM Punk being a thief in the night. So in that scenario, I would love to see it. I just don't see it happen. Also, Kansas matches in the last like year and a half, two years, other than like two or three really haven't been that good. So like, I'd, I'd rather, if, like if I had to see the Punk match, I, like there's other guys that I'd rather see in that spot. So I can't disagree with that. Um, his, Bullet Club um, guest run, for lack of a better term, has been um, lackluster. I won't say suspect. It's, it's, like they're, they're perfect word, lackluster. I know what he can do, but then I see what he's doing, and now I'm just like, okay, you know, <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> These matches are like Yujiro caliber. Oof. Oh, oh, I'm not. Look, I, that is on point as far as I'm concerned. He's now become more comedy than he is the serious wrestler than that I've seen him in the past. And that that is what it is. It's not a knock, but you know, Azar hit it on the on the head as far as I'm concerned. I mean look go back and look at his matches with outside of the match with Tanahashi 
in that uh, no-holds-barred uh, match against that was um, Russell Kingdom like two years ago. Anything past that has been comedy, comedy, comedy. And it, it, it is what it is, but it's not what I think we're getting ready to see here in a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good segue, Jason. It's almost like you've done this before. Once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, at least 315 times, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you have you missed? See, I've, let's see. I think I started tuning in probably around 150 or so. Um, have you ever missed an episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, have you? Usually, yeah, the usual episode is uh, right around oh, opening day. Um, WrestleMania time because opening day and WrestleMania, our WrestleMania preview show usually falls on that Thursday. And I can't be in two places at once. So it's tough. the boys can uh, talk shit behind my back for 24 hours. I'll listen to it afterwards and then uh, come back the following week after I destroy them and all uh, WrestleMania predictions and talk shit back. So, yeah, it all works itself out. <laughs> well, I mean, the episode where you had Brett in uh, playing Bill and Diesel playing uh, Zach was pretty fucking awesome, though. That's definitely no, one of my favorite, more favorite PFR episodes, so. It was, it was a scenario where it all worked itself out. And now I always want to try to do something more like that, especially when, you know, you leave me in charge. You know, I can bring in anybody I want, anybody I want. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yes, for it, buddy. So now it was, that was a blast. And that, that was probably the, uh, the precursor to, uh, to PSP while you're playing. That, that was the first time Brett and I really talked or whatever precursor yeah. to Forbidden Door as well. So yeah, there was, uh, that's why I call you my Lord and Savior, wrestling Lord and Savior. High five time. I don't know, but I think we're going to have to make a, a Forbidden Door repeat next year, depending on where it is. So, okay. In, unless Mania is coming to Minneapolis, well, Mania, they're talking about Mania coming to Minneapolis for 41. Is there any chance you'd want to come up? Uh, for WrestleMania, yeah, I'll come up for it. I mean, what the hell? You know, I've already been to WrestleMania, you know, by the grace of God, but yeah, I can go to a second WrestleMania. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that was in the Royal Rumble done by you, and I always said, I'm not going to a WWF event unless WrestleMania or SummerSlams at Chicago or Minnesota. So, um, Quiet as it's kept, Survivor Series I thought I saw was going to be in Chicago this year. Oh. I'm just saying. That's, I did, it's well, unconfirmed. The, it's not WWE that's come out and said this. I just saw it on Twitter, and I just happened to see it. I was like, oh, you don't say. That could be a late birthday present for your boy. Yeah. Uh, I spend too much time in Chicago as it is. God damn it. So don't need any more of that. That's for sure. I'm just putting it out there, brother. No, I know. I know. Yeah. Cause I was, I missed uh, Survivor Survivor, but I was at the first, uh, well, when uh, War Games came to NXT, came to Rosemont, Ooh. Chicago, and then they had Survivor Series. So it was the first women's okay, War Games. So yeah, I did get to see Kevin O. go to. Yeah, that's when I had shit-ass fucking seats, too, cocksuckers. 125. I was in the last row on the floor, but I bought front oh. row. I bought front row on the seats. And so I'm like, and I'm opposite the fucking goddamn fucking end. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, WWE, if you're $125 fucking ticket. To yeah. be fair, Tom, if WrestleMania comes there, you don't have to go to it. You can take all that money and go to a whole bunch of indie shows. That's what I, I would do. I mean, I could probably do both. Well, getting, I did. I did that when WrestleMania was in New York. I spent the whole day going to indie shows. Oh yeah, that's what I, I mean. I've yeah. never been to wrestling. That's what I did when yeah, I was in in nineteen. I was just like yeah, 
So I'd probably do both. I mean, we'll know people that are working and everything. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, before I quit uh, um, tangent or tangentializing here? Uh, anything you guys before <laughs> I hit the? That's a big word. I even think I used it properly. Um, it, it sounded good. Fuck it, dude. I'd say you would use it right. Yeah, I would say do, so too. Do you guys have anything to add before we hit the play button here? No, let's fire this puppy up. I'm excited. Shit. Yeah, you guys got got it all queued up on that from the link. Yep. Yeah, I'm at triple zero right now. Let me switch. Get gets triple zero. All right. Oh shit! Why did you start? That's not what I wanted, motherfucker. Okay. All right. Well, I'll hit play at three, two, one. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. I do like these fucking that, th- that throwback enter Thursday entrance music. So, I, see, and and this is the one thing I wanted to say about Ring of Honor, and I'll I will probably say it again on Thursday. Probably the reason why I didn't get into more of Ring of Honor here in St. Louis is that it was like always behind. It was like two or three weeks behind. So, like if a pay per view yeah. was coming up, mm-hmm. you know, it, the bill between the pay per view would be happening. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. And then like you know, the pay per view would happen, and then they would still be building on the pay per view for like the local oh, TV I'm, show. And I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh sorry, I've never understood why Sinclair was always ass backwards like this because there's so many guys that are on Ring of Honor. Especially, we're getting ready to look at two right now. You know, with Danielson and Kenta, they've had a they had a monster roster at one point of guys that are superstars currently. Now, the TV was so jacked up on a weekly basis, you just couldn't keep up. Oh yeah, with current programming, you know what I'm saying? That was my biggest problem with it. I never had a problem with you know watching the the product. It was always just behind. Yep. You guys yeah. see who uh, Kenta's seconds are there? I saw Wasn't one of them. Yep. Wasn't one of them Richards? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was like his uh, U.S. protege. Motherfucker's still ducking me. The other one is uh, that fro is Mohamed Yon, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Yon. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Hell no. Good call. Good yep. call. I was gonna say, I what do you think of Kenta's UPS themed trunks? <laughs> hey, you, it, the man's ready to deliver, baby. I'm, I'm all for it. Go ahead and do your thing. Is that the girl right there next to Davy Richards? Like in the corner? I think that's the girl in the corner. Had his head down the last shot? Yeah, you can't really see him now. Yeah, he's like got his ha- hands on his. Uh, is folded on his arms. So if you if you somebody sees him and they can identify him correctly, I think that's secure. Oh shit! Here we go. Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, Todd Sinclair ref before yep. he got skinny and then got fat. <laughs> that goddamn fucking child molester fucking mustache though. Jesus. Oh yeah, that's Ooh, not. That's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. fucking uh, Morishima. Morishima, yeah. Oh, the person who like you can only see the top of his head is Sagiri, you think? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Get you some of that. Take that slap and like it. Now, Brandon, is that upstairs or downstairs? That's, is that the upstairs one? I think so, yeah. So that's different where we were at, right? No, no, I think that uh, I see the... I don't know. Well, maybe. Because I see all the balconies. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how it was set up then. Wow. It's not like I've been to like five or six shows there. Right. Yeah. Not this one, though. (laughs) (laughs) Can't no selling that slap. Yep. I say he should have known it was coming. You you ain't going to be slapping somebody and not get slapped back. I mean, come on now. That's just, you know, household rule 101 as far as I was concerned when I grew up. You don't let nobody hit you and not hit them back. God damn. <laughs> not only did he bend the arm back, but he took that knee and was like, you can get you some of that. Right in the grill. Oh, this is gonna be the shit. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's kicks. Okay, so I'm assuming this is a work on the uh the injured quote unquote arm over here. Um no, he actually separated his shoulder. I don't remember how recently it was, but I remember he he did it either in a match against Samoa Joe or Cabana. And then yeah, he went another forty-five minutes to a draw. Shit, <laughs> I remember yeah. hearing that. Yeah, it's it's one of those two, like you said. Yeah, I believe they were the same weekend, also. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, oh, see, Fuck all that. No, see, damn all that. You, you ain't, I ain't wrestling <laughs> no separated show. Yep. Oh God, oh. fucking headbutt! I hate headbutts. headbutts. Yep. Yeah, don't watch Higuchi then. Yeah, right. Have we not learned from Shibata? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I, I see so many headbutts still. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. Yep. Or, or have we not heard for you know learn from Chris Benoit? Yep. <sighs> I'm not even gonna touch that one. <laughs> I will say just for irony's sake. Same injured arm that we see here is the same arm he injured against Okada. Yeah. There you go. God damn, Kenzo, you look so young. Yeah, Azar, know what you said that all I can see is fucking UPS now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, David Richards. Can't believe that motherfucker. guys with corporate sponsors. Does Brock still have Jimmy John's on his trunks? I don't know. <laughs> I want to say no. I wonder if he can even do that. Did, did he have Jimmy John still in WWE? Has elected to continue to defend World At one point, I thought he did, and then I, I don't think he does now. I was getting ready to say, it, the more and more I think about it, I don't remember seeing any Jimmy Johns or anything else uh, corporate on his trunks. I don't think he can do it. I mean, unless Jimmy Johns is a corporate WWE sponsor. He know, had it when he no-no. first came back, I remember, because, you know, name dropping punk again. He was pissed off right. about that. Yeah, that was part of the, that was part of the podcast. Yeah. 
Oh. Hey, hey, hey. God damn. My, my chiropractor would be really happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, I'm tapping right here, brother. This match yep. is over. <laughs> you are bending me back in ways that my back should be bending. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Just, kudos to Kenzie. You bound to me. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. You ain't going to be just jerking me around like that. No. Hell no. Gotta buy me dinner first. (laughs) (laughs) So let's probably still pray Zach on the call. I think it's Gabe. Oh, Gabe Spolsky? I think. I'm not sure. Uh, I can't really. I don't have it up that high. I think that is Project Prayback, actually. That's Prayback, yeah. Okay. You said you saw a Noah banner? Yeah, when um, as I'm looking at I'm, the hard cam is right here. It's to the on the left hand side, so it's above like uh, David Richards. Oh, fuck oh. your chest! Oh, Jesus! Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy looks like Schlum. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you think he'd leave the house though? Yeah, that's. Did you see the guy, the kid in the Anthrax t-shirt in the beginning, though? Nah, I no, I, I totally missed that. Damn, that's that's dating some shit right there. Anthrax? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not brand new. <laughs> yeah, I remember no, me and Tom were talking about Anthrax at an ICW show. Yeah, that sounds about right. There's Kerry Silken, half in the bag. Yep. That's not. <laughs> Just saying. That's funny shit. Oh, Silken was fucking. When I was at the final, final battle, he was fucking. Way, he was ton the bomb wasted. Jesus. Despite the fact that you're not fighting in your home country, in New York City, you're still going to be very confident because I don't know, man. I still dig that fucking ring, though, or that apron. Once again, that was the Madden apron. That looked badass. No, it, it's it's totally different than what we've seen at this point from anybody else. Yeah. Goes forward to try to relieve the pressure. Danielson still has uh, his arm in a bad The block letters really stand out. It's better than Tony Khan's bullshit fucking logo. Stop. He's trying. Not not very well, but he's trying. Oh, wow. Remember coming back from Cincinnati, I ran in Tony Khan's limo driver at the airport. Ow. Oh. He is working that arm like it owes it to money. Oh, I was grinding mm. his fucking me. <laughs> stop! Stop rubbing this shit. God damn, man! Get this man's knee off this man's arm. God damn, this looks painful as fuck. Oh, 
Dude, he is getting ready. He's trying to take this arm off of his shoulder. <laughs> I'm going one side. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to remove this shit. Bye, out. <laughs> that's okay. See, that's the Kenta that I like right there. Just being cocky Kenta, but still can wrestle and is trying to take your arm off versus what uh, Azar was saying like what current Kenta is right now, much more of a comedy centric wrestler reminds me of, like you said, Yujiro, uh, Yano got fuck Yano, by the way, guys along those lines versus anybody else. Yeah. You want these, these early Kenta matches. He's so aggressive and just yeah. is going after, after people. And oh. like the Marafuji one that I think Brett watched with Bo for, Brainbuster Boys is incre- incredible, and like those matches he had with Nakajima in '09, I think, are some some of my favorites. Yeah, I was going to say, I will, Brett uh, showed me a Nakajima Kenta match. Uh, I think they were both junior heavyweights in Noah. Totally different. I mean, I could barely recognize uh, Nakajima being he was. So young. I mean, you could see Nakajima, but he wasn't the Nakajima that I'm used to right now, the heavyweight Nakajima. Just totally different. But, I mean, you can still see that he was, you know, deadly with the kicks off the bat. So, I mean, in that scenario, I appreciate Brett showing me that uh, that match because it, it gave me more so of respect for Nakajima. I've seen my fair share of uh, Kenta matches, but Nakajima for me is still new on my radar is only I've only been watching Noah maybe a, a couple years tops. So I can't really say I was too familiar with Nakajima until very recently. I actually saw a 16, I think he was like 16 at the time, 16 year old Nakajima and uh, Suzuki against the Briscoe brothers at the same at Hammerstein for ROH one year. It was uh Manoro Suzuki. No, uh, uh, fuck, uh, Kataro Suzuki. No, Kenzo, uh, not Kenzo, uh, the New Japan uh, champion, the guy that was, uh, uh, he was Triple Crown champ. Also, oh, Sasaki. Sasaki. Yeah, there we go. Brain doesn't work right now. Okay, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> why am I not coming up with this? I knew it was an S. That's. <laughs> No, that Sasaki makes a lot more sense. Yeah. The, the, the time actually feels more right. It uh, actually makes sense. Oh, nice spinning jack, jumping back kick. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Just just do the shit. There you go. Have they even had a pin attempt yet? Uh, maybe one, maybe one. Yeah, I was gonna say, but I, my knee jerk reaction was to say no. It's been a, a lot more yeah. mat wrestling, the submission wrestling. You know, I love me, shilling. I love shilling. Rub my boot on your face, type shit. <laughs> you know, here here's some more heel shit, raking of the eyes. This is the Daniel uh, Bryan that I like. Yeah, uh, Brian Daniel uh, Bryan WWE had his moments. Don't get me wrong, but this is when I really, you know. Invest, I won't even say invested in it, but I, I appreciate him more. 
don't get me wrong. He did, he had to go to WWE and had to do you know what he had to do with uh, some of the bad bookings and bad uh, scripts, I guess, for lack of a better word. But this has always been his bread and butter, and I can watch him wrestle in ROH all day, twice on Sunday. Yeah. Right, has anyone been able to find the match that he had with Go Shiozaki? No. Ooh. Because that's okay. what that's what I've wanted to see for a while, and I. Oh. I didn't know such a match existed. Yeah, it was pre two like pre two thousand ten. So like Go's gotten a lot better since then, but I think Cage Match has it like above eight point eight or something like that. Well, damn. Go- Go did his uh, excursion over in uh, ROH, so that makes sense. Huh. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, it's amazing the amount of talent that's gone through Ring of Honor. No doubt. I was going to say excursion or otherwise. Oh, he killed it when he was over there. He's FIP champ for a while, I remember. Sweet and sour, remember? It's awesome. <laughs> I like how <laughs> I, I like how uh, Davidson worked both knees uh, in like an Indian deathlock maneuver before he put on the uh, the figure four. That's something you know you you rarely ever see. It's either one they stick to one leg and they work that one leg, but then right before he put the uh, the figure four on, he went to the right leg, switched to the left, went to the right. It kind of reminded me of a. Uh, a little Zack Sabre Jr. God, I hope we get Danielson versus ZSJ one of these days. We got it. We just, you know, we want it again. And that's yeah. always the problem. You know, timing is always a bitch. And, you know, like I said, this may be in next year's Forbidden Door. will make a, more sense, hopefully. And I'm, I'm the I'm not, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Hopefully, uh, Okada and Danielson get their trilogy out of the way by that point, but I would assume the third match would be... And I know. I, I, like I said, I, I can't believe I said that out loud. Um, I would, yeah, right. I would assume that uh, the third match would be at uh, Forbidden Door. Second match, obviously, at Wrestle Kingdom. Danielson always wanted to come over to... Uh, Japan, it's on his you know bucket list. It's not the G1, so I mean this is going to be the next best thing. So I'll settle for a, a Wrestle Kingdom Okada Danielson too. Why not? Uh, yeah, that'd be okay, yeah. I guess. It'd be, it'd be tight. I hope because- anniversary show maybe. Like yeah, they usually don't do like if they feel an excuse to like go for a big match. It's a card that you they never announce until the last minute. You can sneak them in there. I mean, they did what Kenny and uh, Okada last year on that. Uh, well, not last year, but this year's uh, oh, anniversary show after yeah. Kenny won the uh, the U.S. title or whatever. They put him and Okada next to each other, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on over here? My <laughs> head's getting ready to explode." So, uh, if you wanted to go that route, yeah, you can go that route if you wanted to. No, I don't mean to plug my own shit here, but did you guys, I'm assuming, did everybody watch the Cruiserweight Classic from 2016? Yes. Sure did. Yeah. I watched maybe 
30% of it. God, yeah, I hadn't watched it until I reviewed it last year. God, I mean, I'm just saying because Danielson was on the call, but God damn. All that talent in fucking WWE. No, it was it was amazing to watch. It was, you know, the cruiserweight division is something I never thought they would, you know, even venture to go back in. And obviously they didn't stay there long. But, yeah, the cruiserweight classic was was amazing to watch. You know, obviously, you know, you had TJP winning it, but there were so many guys that were, you know, even in the tournament. Cedric Alexander's breakout moment yep. came there, obviously. So, yeah, there was – there was very few things that they did wrong. The only thing that they did quote unquote wrong was TJP was awarded the, uh, the tournament, but you couldn't, they didn't, couldn't sign the guys that they initially wanted to go to Ibushi, ZSJ. So you yeah. weren't the guys that you could. So at that point, I can't be mad about that. And ZSJ was, I don't know if you, oh, I always love that move. Is that where Eddie Edwards stole that from, Brendan? No, he stole that from Lance Storm. Oh, the that Canadian fucking! That just roll. I just love the sliding under grabbing. Oh, yep. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> well, <laughs> well good. yeah. Oh, jeez, it's like a lion tamer version. Yeah, like I'll, I'll I'll steal from Brendan. It's simple but effective. Yeah, right. A one-legged yep. lion tamer. <laughs> I mean, you don't no need shit because I was about yeah. to say that once again, I'm I'm ready to tap out for Kenta. Oh, yeah, I was I tapped out forty minutes ago. Oh. Um, but yeah, ZSJ was uh competing in the Battle of Los Angeles while the Cruiserweight Turn or a Classic Tournament was going on too, and I don't know if he won that year or not. I don't remember. I don't know if you guys are PWG marks. I remember like I am, even, but, but I was. You saying yeah. that is is no. Nah, I was very saying that that bad part about PWG is you know you can't really it's not accessible. You know if you if you don't buy the CD, you just don't see it. Yep. It's on high spots. It's just a year later. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And that's a shoot too. I'm not even kidding. By the way. <laughs> No, I know. I was getting ready to say, there's, you know, I, I could tell you, you, you well, were not lying about that. But I ain't and, the, and the funny thing is, they don't even do DVDs now. There's a straight Blu rays. Jesus. Good thing I still got my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I always like the off the top world superplex. He always did. It's one of my favorite moves. Yeah. That, the Russian leg sweep, you know, shit like that has always been, you know, Moves that I've always watched for, like Bret Hart was always cool when he did the Russian leg sweep. It was like you know he, you know, flip back with him and then roll up. You know, get back on his feet. I thought he was dope. They didn't call him the excellence of execution for nothing. That's true. Speaking of execution, I was about to say that your boy Kenta was over here getting tied up like not. <laughs> God damn. That's uh that's what he won the title with was with a crossface chicken wing. Yeah, I was gonna say Bob Backlund should be coming in here in the second. <laughs> can't steal my move. Yo, I was still wouldn't fuck with Bob Backlund. No. That's a crazy old bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, excuse me, Mr. Backlund by all means. I'll get out your way. I was uh I think it was nineteen. I saw him at a WrestleCon. And he's doing like a no no handed uh, headstand. The guy's like seventy nine years old. 
kiss my ass. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be over here. With, I'll be here break my arm if I try to do some shit like that right now. This hardwood four don't give. <laughs> you remember that uh, promo that Titus O'Neil cut on uh, Bob Backlund? Vaguely, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's more that it's, that it's funny than it's actually a really good p- promo. But like, go like YouTube search Titus O'Neil pipe bomb, and he just comes out and starts talking shit about Bob Backlund. And it's so, it's so <laughs> funny. Okay. I'll I say I always like a good giggle when it comes to uh, to wrestling in, in this scenario. Something quick, be on your way. Oh! <laughs> I mean, Titus O'Neil is just living his best life. He doesn't have to wrestle. You know, they fly him everywhere. They pay him millions of dollars. Oh, good on him. Millions of dollars. <laughs> um, no, he, as a brand you know, ambassador, you know, that's you, uh, the bad part about it is you have to, you know, push the WWE agenda slash propaganda. Now, if you can do that and rest your head well at night, then by all means, knock yourselves out. <laughs> I, I, I know me well enough that I can't do that. You know, I'm a, I'm a slave for the money, but I mean, at a certain point, you know, I just can't be saying how great Saudi is when I know Saudi ain't oh, that great. Yeah. Oh, cheat. Nah. Oh, ah, knock the head. Oh. Okay, see, it looks like he's getting with the shoulder, but still the the, the look of the flying head, but it's still kind of cringe. Okay, see, yeah, now we're picking it up. Oh, yeah. So speaking of doing okay, things... Okay, see, this is some New Japan shit right there. Yeah. So besides money, why would Kenta even go to WWE? I mean, exposure. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, maybe. The other thing is, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, people say apparently, like, Nakamura wanted to live here, too. Which maybe is just because he's getting paid more and working less than he would in Japan, but. It felt like at the time, maybe he kind of did all he could at Noah. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to, you know, try something new, maybe. Now there's something to be said about hitting the ceiling. I mean, if the, if this is you know you checked all the boxes, I mean, there's I guess it's like Brian Breaker on NXT. You know, if he God forbid if they moved him up tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset about that. Even though he doesn't he has like what under 100 matches underneath his belt. In those less than 100 matches, he's pretty much done all you can do in NXT. Yeah. Minus, you know, a, a feud here, a feud there. Dragon off, I think, should be really, really good. I'm excited for that. But outside of that, Wait. I mean, he's not going to go back and, you know, wrestle for the North American title at this point. That's just silly. Yeah. Are we getting Braun Breaker versus Dragonoff? Yes. Wow. Uh, my guess is going to be at their Great American Bash show at the end of the month. Wow. Sir, basically, just giving Breaker a bunch of fucking dream matches before he gets called up, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Mm, get him reps with some of those guys that are studs. And I'm man. here for it. Yeah, sign me the fuck. Uh. Oh, oh, mother! I got your video plays out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is Segura, but whoever it is, it looks like a thumb. 
Our first no, replay. I'm t- I do. I'm telling you, I'm willing to put the five dollars in my wallet on the fact that that's secure in the corner. I ain't putting more than five dollars on it. The, the, the camera shot too far away. <laughs> okay, there we go. That guy's got an Austin Aries t-shirt on. That didn't age well. Okay, so, see, I did not. Now I'm looking for this Austin Aries t-shirt. Uh, just a couple rolls back. I'm sorry. That Tiki Barber jersey that that guy has. Could be. Yes. <laughs> I tripped off of that too. Uh, actually, I see it right now. He's on my left or right hand side, like at one o'clock. Um, I love the spot, but I mean, I know those chairs were like not very, what's the word I'm looking for? Comfortable to land on? <laughs> I sat, I sat in one gym. last night and they, they had to suck to, to get to eat shit on. Yeah, he's coming in hot. <laughs> no question about this. And guys, are, and you know, fans are like, uh-uh, we, know, we moving, fuck all that. Nigel yeah. McGinnis shirt in the front row. Yeah, that was a pretty cool looking shirt. Ooh. Okay, see? One arm kip up. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, 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 oh. Pull okay. it off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, this is where you better than me, Mr. Davidson. It's tap, 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 tap. Tap, 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 tap. Tap, tap, tap. Okay. Tap, tap, tap. the mat. He's trying to take that arm again, man. This is wild. Tap, man. Oh, fuck me running. Jesus Christ. On a rubber fucking crutch. Mm. Yeah, these two don't want to pin each other. Nah. I was getting ready to say, once again, yeah, even after the cutter, he went for, uh, he being Kenta, went for the submission. There's been very few pin attempts, way more submissions. Work the arm. And I am all for it. Yeah, I'll tell you though. I would not be upset if somebody taps here. I'll admit, I don't remember how this one ends, so. Yeah, I, I have a decent idea, but, well, at least who well, wins, but, I mean. I yeah, I was getting ready to say, I'm I'm willing to put that same $5 on the fact that Danielson wins. Now, how he wins, no clue. It'll be epic. Oh, Yeah, these fucking Ring of Honor crowds back then, too. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Hot, Hammerstein hot, hot. especially always hot. Yeah, Brendan, your people are loud. Yeah. No, that's good, man. I'm not saying a hot crowd just only adds to the, uh, if you got good action in the ring or a, a good build to the shit, a hot crowd just adds a little more. Uh, yep. Layer to uh, what could be a good match that turns into a great match. This, as I say, I don't have the sound up, but I definitely see a, a lot of you know people showing their ass. So yeah, I would assume that this is a fairly high crowd. Yeah. 
my favorite match of all time in this crowd or in this place was uh what was it? It was uh Adam Pierce versus Brent Albright. Mm. It was because the crowd was so hot and wanted all wanted Albright to win so bad. It was like it made it just such an electric match. I've never watched it back since. Ooh. Yeah, because Adam, Adam Pierce, that guy who's given the tribal chief all sorts of trouble these days. That's the same Adam Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> One of the same. Circle gets the square. Former NWA <laughs> champion, Adam Pierce. I was going to say, wrestling is so wild, man. Yeah. God damn. Because he's a bad motherfucker, isn't he, Adam Pierce? Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but. <laughs> He's a good old Scott. I thought old he was always guy. like a, a mid card kind of guy. You yeah, know? he would have been a great territory guy. He wasn't. He wasn't enhancement talent. He was never the world champion per se. Yeah. He was kind of like somewhere in that gray. He's a Midwest guy too. Yes. Yeah. He was he a Midwest guy. He was big in the early early days of PWG too. Nice. In like That's the first wild, year. Yeah. Oh, and now, and now look at him giving oh. the tribal chief all kinds of fits. See him, punk's got nothing. It would be easier if you just acknowledged Roman and moved on with his day. Daniel's just hanging off there. I'm, pro- I feel like I'm a little behind you guys, but oh. okay, yeah, I'm a little behind you. I think so too, yeah. So you guys didn't see the go to sleep yet? No, I'm just hitting that now. Okay. Yeah. I'll pause for a couple seconds. I had an ad or two. I thought I was Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say I had an ad or two. I was getting ready to say oh, you shit. just hit yeah. the go to sleep, which is, I mean, that spot is amazing. The foot on the oh. rope. Okay, he didn't kick. I was going to say kick out <laughs> would have been the way I would have looked for it, but foot on the rope just adds a little yep. more drama. Everybody that, thought that was it, too. I, All I mean, building. Just, if I would have never known about the Brian Daniels to run, and if I you to show me that spot, yep. I would have thought that's it. I mean, damn, you you caught this dude off the top rope and then hit him with the finisher. Yeah, that's that go to sleep too. At that time, that was like the move too. You know, years I'm later, it's the package protected. pile driver or something like that. It was, was it, it, it was protected it. at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always it. Oh, I'm glad okay. it didn't end right there. <laughs> Yeah, I think for this last three minutes we had one pinfall attempt. Fucking love oh, it. Oh, oh, nice little kind of roll into the bridge. Yep. I like that shit. He's a the man, man of uh, all the pin attempts too at that time. Small pet, Mister Small Package. <laughs> <laughs> He's just small package. <laughs> <laughs> Damn kids. Yeah. I look like a fast count too. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Get it together, Sinclair. You think mm. that, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention. I'd be sleeping. Good night. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a fast count per se, but it. It definitely felt like that was going to be the end. 
But speaking of the what? yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah, those fucking elbows, Jesus. Yeah, I was getting what ready to say, uh, uh, Mr. Sanquero, you can step in at any given point now. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'll shut up. Okay, go ahead, Kenta. Come on out of this. I'll just oh, shut the fuck shit. Up. Oh, nice reversal. Yep. See, this is where I wish I'd have never known about Brian Danielson because I'd be really into this shit if I didn't know that this was going to end with Danielson retaining the title. But it's still a good-ass match. Do not get it twisted. Okay, this is where you tap, right? No, this is where you tap. <laughs> I felt like we said that like eight times. Like, you're tapping right here, right? No, you're not. <laughs> it's like watching Kenny and uh, Will Ospreay from Forbidden Door. This is the end, right? No, right. no, end, right? no. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, dude, this has got to be it, right? I mean, you're in the middle of the ring. Just go ahead. Yeah. There is no shame in tapping at this point. I mean, damn. All right. Yeah, there you go. There See, I, I ain't mad at you, dog. Yeah. I'm not mad at you, shit. looking with paper. <laughs> well, I'm not mad at you, shit. I'm not say I'm willing to tip my hat. That's a hell of a form. I say this with it. all our watch alongs too. That did not feel like 35 minutes. At no, all. no, that fucking flew. Yeah, that just flew right by. Not yeah. even a question. I could watch that Joker again and have no problem with that. And it just, this just stamps Dance's greatness. You know, and like uh, Alex said earlier, man, it just makes me wish that this is the Kent I see in New Japan, the guy that, you know, is much more of a, a dangerous figure versus the chicanery, for lack of a better word, I see now. <laughs> Helps out with the ROH title, makes it more of a world title. Beat one of the big guys in Japan. It's such I think Morishima won it, right? He did. Yeah, he w- he would be champion maybe in about the next like six seven months or so. Okay, cause I, I know I've, I've watched, I think I watched one of his matches against Brian. Oh yeah, they he, they had oh, some. Shit. That was a fast thirty five thirty five man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are those ones were. I mean, this was too like all those Noah guys were so stiff when they came over. Morishima knocked his eye socket out. I remember, it was like his broke his eye socket. I think it was. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they had a they had a pretty damn good feud there. Uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> 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 to say, dude, you fucked oh, up my man. eye. <laughs> Oh man, good shit. Uh, who picked this one? I was gonna really say I gotta give him credit. This was a good call. Yeah, that was all Brundon. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Good call, Brundon. This was <laughs> a, a match I'd, I've never seen before, and the fact that it's uh, it's two guys that I know, but like I said, never seen the match. This was this was good, and this flew right by. This was this felt like twenty five fifty five versus thirty five fifty five. I mean, damn, we watched. Everything start to finish, the introductions, the whole shebang, and that was, like I said, just flew right by. Anybody that gets a chance to watch this, if you if you can, go to YouTube, check it out. It's worth the uh, the half hour investment for show. Two yeah, guys I'll- at the top of their game, just like 
in a perfect crowd. It's just mm. one of those one of those matches that just had everything going for it. Yeah. yeah, and that's I will definitely put uh obviously put the link in the in the show notes here. And I'm just kind of going through some of the other matches here and like you should watch this. Like Brian Danielson <laughs> versus AJ Styles, 33 minutes. Danielson Samoa Joe ROH Pure Championship match. Damn. Fucking forget about it. Yeah, that's what I'm really saying. It's this is why I'm glad I don't have the uh on a roll uh, package because that's that's a rabbit hole waiting to happen. I mean, I I can see what you, just one guy turns into the next. Oh, I never knew this match happened. You're kidding me. Next thing you know, I'm up to four in the morning, getting ready to work. You know, a twelve hour day. You know, that just that's yep. Half business. Yep. <laughs> we got Kenny on wrestler to watch at this point. You know, Ring of Honor. Like I said, that's a that's a rabbit hole. Yeah, the next one that popped up for me was Brian Danielson versus Tyler Black. But yeah, we got Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson versus Tyler Black. Yeah, we did a uh, watch oh, yeah. along with some buddies. We want to watch that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we did a watch along. It was a uh, it was Tyler Black and Brian Danielson versus the American Wolves. Oh, and, that uh, was so good. And none of us knew it went to a forty five minute draw, and then all of a sudden they say, <laughs> <laughs> and like all of a sudden they say five minutes. Oh no, they go five minutes to go, and all four of us are like, "Are you fucking? Wait, wait what?" <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that was that was a fun surprise. That was a fun surprise. So yeah, yeah, yeah that would sound so fun to me. I'd be like, all right, man, where's this next match? We watching this next match? Yeah. Damn it! There's no way I'm going away like this. Yeah. So, man, well, I appreciate you guys sharing. That was a uh, oh, great pick, Brendan. As always, um, yeah, it's great call. You know, yeah. you know, and that's just another reason you know why we do a Ring of Honor podcast, at least Ring of Honor previous. You know, if you this, want a good pick from uh, 08 and below, I got I'm your man. Yeah, well, I know I know Azar. <laughs> I saw his head pop up. I know he's got a couple too. So um, <laughs> that's great. I, obviously, this is. I hope this is not a one time thing. It'd be nice, to, you know. We we'll get bread on, get a couple other people's fucking make it, you know, a night of it sometime. So, hey man, you know I'm always down for it. You just get, let me know the time and the place. I'm there. I do want. I do want to track down. Yeah, that nine. Um, that Nigel Mur, uh, more future. Uh, more Fuji, yeah. More Fuji match, so. Yeah. I, unless it, um, JCB and Azar, did, have you guys seen Nigel McGinnis actually in the ring? I have. Uh, not a lie. And obviously it was um, all uh, Ring of Honor matches, but uh, I would probably say I've seen like a handful of uh, Nigel McGinnis matches. Nothing to where I, I feel like, you know, I can speak intelligently on it, but I figured, you know, I know enough to where I got a general idea, you know, what he can do in the ring. Yeah. I've seen a few against Brian, of course, and then one against Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I might've seen one or two more on top of that. I totally forget that Kurt Angle's in TNA all the time. (laughs) Dude, it was uh, that Nigel was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was a member of fortune. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we watched uh, the first one we did was actually Nigel versus Jerry Lynn. That match is fucking great. If you guys ever yeah. get a chance to go back and watch that, um, Jerry Lynn could fucking go. You know, he kind of got saddled Boiler. with that that that, that EC, ECW mark, but uh, yeah, Nigel could fucking go. What was I just gonna say? Did I tell you I saw Jerry Lynn at a uh, at a bar after Rampage once? No. 
It was the night Rampage was live at uh, the casino in Connecticut, like Mohegan Sun. Okay, Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Yeah. um, And I'm at some bar where they've got, I think it's just like they've got some cover band playing. I just look over and I'm standing next to uh, Austin and Colton Gunn and uh, Jerry Lynn. Was Austin rapping? (laughs) No, they they were hitting on some girls. So I, didn't talk to him, but <laughs> I said like one of them was like ordering a drink and turned around, just like like pat his shoulders, like "Hey man, nice work," and just like left him alone. But I just yeah, just caught. I've always thought it was pretty funny. Terry Lynn's the shit. Damn right, a small fucking world, man. Yeah, and I know I'm stealing a gimmick here, but how the fuck does Kurt Angle not have a single five star match? Oh, I, I'm I'm sure he does. It's just no the guy that he that does not out there. The yeah. guy that throws it out there is that legitimate one. Now, yeah. now, we sat here and watched some of his shit. I'm sure between of us, we throw a five-star match out there. I there is a five-star match that, of Kurt Angles, whether it's in WWE or uh, TNA. I refuse yeah. to sit here and believe that one of the greatest wrestlers that I've ever seen in my lifetime does not have a five-star match. I don't think in the Tokyo Dome. Right. <laughs> You're saying uh, him and Nagata at uh, Wrestle Kingdom too. Yeah, I, I haven't getting... seen that, but now that you say that, I, I kind of want to see it because now you're making me think it's going to be a train wreck. So now I got to watch. Yeah, because he did some Wrestle King. Obviously, a couple yeah. of Wrestle Kingdoms, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he was. Yeah, he did. Because remember how, he, like, there was the whole Brock Lesnar fiasco with the. Uh, the belt and belt, so they'd yeah. go get Kurt. I don't understand how it works out. They'd go get Kurt Angle to beat Brock Lesnar, and then eventually, I think they had like Angle beat Nagata and a few other guys, and then Tanahashi or Nakamura got to beat Angle. That sounds right. I was gonna say, I, I can't remember after Brock Lesnar who. Angle wrestling. I get, okay, and I, get I think that. it was uh, Nakamura. I remember there was some guy that dropped him right on his fucking head too, like almost broke his uh, his neck. I, again, I don't again. Yeah, no shit. I can't. I cannot remember who it was, but God, that might have been for IGF actually. God damn, fucking Kurt Angle versus fucking Shinsuke. Sign me the fuck up for that. That was before. Uh, that was before like. Uh, I want to say it was before, like, uh, super charismatic Shinsuke. Yeah, it, this would have been, like, 20, 2009 at the latest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Shinsuke ain't fucking around. Yeah, sign me to fuck up for that. I'd say he's trying to kill Kurt Angle at that point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we should, uh, one of these days, that's some good uh, podcast content. Let's go out there and find Kurt, Kurt Angle five-star matches. I, mean, I can think of stuff that's close to five, but I can't think of anything that I've gone five on with him. I would say him, him and, and Benoit Royal Rumble. Yeah, HPK. HPK is, is one that really stands out. Yeah. I think it, 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 the feud itself I thought was really good. From that point, that's where you get, you know, sexy Kurt, I'll make your ankle hurt. <laughs> the return of Sherry Martell. So yeah. At that point, you know, right there. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that's a five-star promo as far as I'm concerned. So you can't tell me you got two, you know, WWE Hall of Famers in the ring at the same time. Are you going to tell me that these guys can't put on a five-star match, that they've never had a five-star match? I just find that 
extremely get, hard to believe. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So um well dudes, uh yeah, this is awesome. I mean, great prick, Brendan. Or great, great prick. Wow. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> um, don't tell your this wife is I said not a video podcast, so you <laughs> right. know. <laughs> um, don't, don't tell your wife I said that. Don't tell my wife I said that. And let's let's not isolate that real quick. Um, um great pick. Um but yeah, I mean listen, yeah, we can, you know, this is this is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. So I know Azar, okay. you you've got a couple uh stuff so we can uh admit this a semi regular thing. So yeah, let me yeah, know. I, I let me know. I'll I promise I won't pick the uh Goshi Ozaki uh Fujita match from twenty twenty with the uh extended stare down, but I'll, I'll give you some good ones. <laughs> You say they're still staring. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's moved. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've watched that match I'm multiple a, times. One of these days, I'm gonna go back and watch that match. I've never seen that match. I've seen it probably like four or five times. That's crazy. I, 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 yeah, I, I have to just see it just for the fact that it's it's uh, it sounds so weird. And I'm, I know me. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, he's right there. Just go ahead. Just push him. Just push him. <laughs> He's right there. He ain't going to do nothing. I, I can see me talking to these guys through this shit, and nobody's going to do anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious uh, to see how that unfolds because, like I said, I've never seen the match. I've heard all things about it. And that, to me, is – that's where the pandemic was. Where we, that's how bad it was wrestling-wise in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic. You, you were willing to watch two guys – stare each other down for 20, 25, 30 minutes. You know, we had the Thunderdome over here in, in America. Uh, the pandemic was so bad when it came to wrestling. It fucked all kinds of shit up. And God bless them all. They tried to come up with ideas to keep things fresh and keep, you know, us interested and, you know, invested. I, this is the one where I'm just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> Who came up with this idea? <laughs> How long are they supposed to be staring? Damn. Well, I think it was like this was like the second week of of it too. So like it was just totally like there was n- absolutely nothing going on anywhere. So yeah, I cause I remember on Reddit it's, it popped up. It's like it's like extended stare down in like Goshiozaki match, and it was like how long can it be? And then it just like I was watching right. it with my girlfriend at the time. It just keeps going. She <laughs> leaves the room, goes to cook something. They're still staring. Leaves a room to get it, grab something else. Fujita walks to a different corner of the ring and is there for another like 10 minutes. Oh, no. This literally sounds like a way you would defend like the DDT Extreme title or something like that. Or the KOP title is like, oh, staring contest. Let's go. (laughs) Well, it sort of played into what they were like, the story they were telling going into the match. Was that because Fujita was like a legit Inoki MMA guy that people would like rush in on him too quickly and he'd destroy him? So like what they were gonna do without COVID is have an extended stare down, just like say, hey, like Go's not gonna make the first move. But because right. COVID, they just took that and ran with went it to, as far as like half the match is the stare down. Were they at so, least yeah. six then, feet apart? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <they were. laughs> easily six feet apart. Because yeah, they they did it again, but it wasn't quite as like it was. Maybe it, it was a couple minutes at most. 
in a match that uh, Keno had against Fujita not too long after. I, I kind of remember that. I think that I think that's when I started watching Noah fairly regularly. Was uh, Fujita the champ at that point or no? Um, the stare down matches uh, go as champ. The, uh, right, the, Ken, the Keno the, one uh, the Keno is match. Keno is national champ. Um, uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Either way, um, I still got a problem with Fujita. He, he, he beat uh, Nakajima at a time where, you know, I'm just starting to get into knowing Nakajima's rolling through everybody, and all of a sudden, here comes Fujita. I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> Fujita is so funny. Like, did you see, uh, like, at, it was, uh, I think, the night that uh, Kaito won the N1 last year, Fujita comes out and just pours beer all over his head. <laughs> I'm like, dude, fuck this dude, man. I don't like you. <laughs> I was like, at that point, I don't even care about Kyle Kiyomiya. I was like, I know who I don't like. I don't like your ball-headed ass. You're pissing me off. <laughs> All right, fellas. I'm going to get out of here. I got to get ready for uh, work in the morning. Sweet. First double back. Uh, no, my ass shit. I was getting ready to say I'm going to try to sneak some more wrestling in while I iron this shirt. Um. <laughs> well, real, real quick before we pull a train to the station, Azar, do you have any social media at all? Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Okay. No. Uh, no, it's okay. G1. That, that, that's all right. You are a smart, smart man, my friend. So, um, anyway, so I'll, I'll keep saying I still think you need your own podcast, but uh, this, will pro- this will not be the only time we ever do this. Uh, but JCB, my friend, plug all your social media and all uh, all your podcasts and everything for us. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, obviously, uh, you can I shouldn't say obviously, but JS uh, West podcast and Fan from Ringside are part of Visionary Global Media. So either you can go to Visionary Global Media, hit that in the space bar. That's probably the safest bet in there. That way you can subscribe to the network itself and you get all of the great podcasts, including RH Revelry as well. Um, social media, um, Twitter is, my handle is at BFR underscore P. PSP underscore JCB. I just changed it so it doesn't flow like it should. Um, and then obviously at um, BFR Pod and at Phoenix Flash Podcast. No, it's PHX or PHX Splash Pod is the Twitter handle for Phoenix Splash Podcast. So there you go. Find us, follow us, all that good shit. And if you're not following and or listening, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Uh, but I will definitely put the links in there. And then, Brunden, for any first-time listeners, my friend, you want to plug uh, all your social media and where uh, people can find you besides Ring of Honor Revelry? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter at Irish Misfit. You know, listen to my uh, weekly little uh, question of dishonor that people are really trying to keep me on my toes by coming up with better questions than me. But uh, they say you can yeah. find me sometimes with uh, our friend Eric Freeds and Nattering with E. We're going to get together and do something else. Nice. And uh, you can listen to my uh, – the Wizards use uh, 25% of the notes I send them every week. That's bastard, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, There's a lot of wrestling to talk about. Yeah. Um, if they use the, the 14 pages of notes, they're 
podcast would be a week long. That's awesome. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and do stay tuned for uh, your boy here. Hi, five Tom will be also be on entering with E uh, eventually sometime, hopefully before the end of the year. But uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you. Uh, you can follow me at high five time, all that shit. I'll put all the show links in, uh, but you guys are awesome. I appreciate all of you. And I'll talk to all the high fivers later. This has been a visionaries, global media production, visionaries, global media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.